Welcome to the DFS Dreamer podcast, Pierre. I don't know if you recognize what kind of introduction music that was right there, but you know, you know, we always put on a DFS Dreamer podcast contest each and every week to go over that main slate on DraftKings. So I had to play that intro music. If you can see my eye roll through the computer when that came on, I knew exactly what was happening. As soon as it played, I'm like, oh boy, here we go. So yeah, yeah, well... Take your victory lap. Wes is on top, loafing it first place. Uh, finally took it down, got out of that sixth place hole, and oh, the last and place the last place, yeah, it. yeah. So, uh, one forty nine point seven six. Dak Prescott, Chuba Hubbard. Hold Chuba on, Hubbard. Okay, can I guess? Hold on. I, I, okay, so I didn't know Tuba. I, did, I, I was sitting there trying to think, okay, Pierre's going to go over the lineup, and I was wondering if I remembered my lineup. And I, I know I put Dak in there, I put AJ, mm-hmm. and I put CD Lamb. That's all I know. That's yeah. it. I can't remember. So you did have those three. So yeah. uh, Dax, AJ, CD, Chua Hubbard, Daryl Henderson Jr., Demario Douglas, Luke Musgrave, Jonathan Taylor, okay. and the Patriots defense. Okay. Well, that, you guys were terrible last week if you allowed me to win with that lineup. <laughs> Awful. Awful. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, I got sick and my lineup was terrible, so it was bad. Well, I need you all to continue to do terrible and allow me to finish in first each and every week. I appreciate it. So now all the cups of coffee uh, receipts that I was keeping are now oh, – just I threw them away. So you guys don't owe me <laughs> any more cups of coffee. If I win again, I owe you guys some cups of coffee. We appreciate you participating in with the show and doing the things that uh, involve you with and connect you to this DFS Dreamer podcast. Please listen, like, subscribe, share the podcast, all those things on whatever listening platform you like to listen to the show on. We always appreciate that. Pierre Wilson is with me at PeeWee31 over on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. And you you can follow me as well at Loafinit over on Twitter in case you need any Scott Fishbowl playoff advice, Pierre. <laughs> I need uh, I need three more wins. That's the advice I need. How do I get three more wins? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You should have started that a long time ago. I don't know. <laughs> I've been stuck at 10 for like two weeks. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm in. I don't know. How, I don't know what to do after this point. I, I spent fifty of my <laughs> remaining twenty-five dollars of fab on Carson Wentz trying to find a quarterback. You know what I mean? Uh, it was either that or pick up Tommy DeVito or whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, and 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 what what good was that going to do? Because my, Mark will be starting in two weeks. I just I I took a flyer on Carson Wentz. I said if if Matt Stafford's thumb injury is a little bit more serious than what they're letting on, then maybe uh, you know this will pan out a little bit. So. It's been interesting over there. Fun contest still, but, you know, I took Cup and came back. I thought he was going to be back to normal. Then Stafford got hurt, so there went oh. that. Justin Fields has been hurt. Oh. It's just I've, I've had the injury bug. I had Kyler, and he's just now coming back, so hopefully I get to play him at some point. But still right there on the cuff, so I think I'm like okay. two or three points away from the points to get in the playoffs, but I to get to 13 wins, I, I still need three, two weeks to do it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, my Raz Bowl lineup is is like yours. It's just terrible. I mean, it's just and it's been just injury plagued the entire time. I I tried making waiver moves first couple of times and it just uh, nothing. Nothing was working. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna let these other guys just enjoy themselves. You know, that's just, it's that's been bad, man. Think. It's been awful. Friar Move was my tight end, and Jawan Johnson was my backup. I'm like, I need. I need help. SOS. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I'm doing well in baby bowl this year, but I'll tell you a lot of the redraft leagues that I'm in, 
mm-hmm. especially like my home league, I'm just I'm hovering around 500 or I'm under 500 in that silly old standard league that I'm in. It I I lose by two or three points every time. I have the most points allowed, the highest points allowed. I'm almost in the only one in the thousand point points allowed club, and I'm like third or fourth in points uh, scored. So it's it's there's not an even there is, and I'm not getting fantasy justice right there, Pierre. Hey, that's why we have DFS, right? We can go in and go daily and restart. And look, I mean, your success story, you went from last place one week to first place the next. Listen, come out here and buy my fantasy rankings. And that's I need to have a little infomercial. Uh, Okay, so this main slate, this Sunday main slate, Pierre, there's a, I, I thought I had things written down. I do. And I don't know if you I saw my cheat sheet. I should take a picture of it and send it to you. I threw it over there on my Twitter handle, and it's just yeah. chaos. It's, all, it's just chaos right now. It's just I, I, I put it all too condensed. And you know me, I, I have a notebook and I use a pen and a paper. I'm, I don't, you know, against oh Excel sheets and stuff. It's it can get scribbly. It can get a scribbly. That would be would be tough, but uh, I'm curious what it looks like honestly. So you have to send me that one time. Yeah, I will. I will. Uh, Cleveland at Baltimore is our first game on this DraftKings main slate. We always put this uh, DFS streamer podcast out early of the week. We try to anyway. We got a lot of things going on. We got a lot of kids running around between the two of us, so we're trying to uh, each week do this. We may end up having to have co-hosts along the way, just especially around the holidays. This stuff's going to get a little bit more chaotic, but I'm glad you're with us this week, Pierre. I'm glad I'm with you, and and it's just a normal sit-down for about a half hour, 45 minutes or so. Cleveland. Cleveland at Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by six points. This I wrote these down Sunday night or Monday morning, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And Cle- and the total for this game is 38 and a half. But let me just tell you, as I was looking at this game, Pierre, it's going under, first of all. This is going under. And yeah. secondly, neither team is going to do very well. That's, that's it's just going to be a terrible <laughs> game for fan, D- DFS purposes. I mean, it's, it's tough. A good divisional battle as well. Um, like you said, the defenses are, are really good. Baltimore's defense, better at home. They're at home this week. Deshaun hasn't looked great. I mean, I know, I mean, you think, he, you know, Amari Cooper last week, you caught that uh, being at home, but even one of his touchdowns pinball. was like they were off, a, off yeah. a helmet or something like that. So, yeah, this could be a, a tough low scoring. Uh, it's probably the lowest scoring, I think, on the slate because the other one's uh, the Sunday night game. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you still got Lamar. Like, he's always capable of exploding regardless mm-hmm. of the total. But, I mean, again, that Cleveland Browns defense is only really giving it up to to Gardner Minshew and the Coats, if we're being honest. No, you're you're absolutely right. And uh, it, the only thing I have kind of projected well in this game are the running backs for Baltimore. And so i got to ask you a question. In mm-hmm. this game, to me, it's always been, and I've, I've preached this, what, for two or three, four years or something like that, Gus Edwards is Lamar Jackson's guy. He likes he likes Gus Edwards back there. But all of a sudden, you got Mitchell, who I was trying to bark about a couple of weeks ago, and I picked you him were? up like, I picked him up three weeks too early, and I got impatient, and he wasn't on any of my rosters, I don't think, this week when I needed him. So I had, it was either bid 40-something bucks in each league I was in because everybody just was paying up for him in, in fab leagues or just try and get him for nothing, and I tried to get him for nothing. So is it going to be a Gus Edwards week, though, or should we try to put our money in the Mitchell week at 4700 So I think with Mitchell, you kind of need a script like you received last week, and that's yeah. their, they're up. And, you know, he's able to, to break some long ones because he only had nine attempts. But it was kind of like the the Devin and Chan type of situation in Miami where he's so fast and explosive that he can break free. So I do like him to do that. Uh, with Gus Edwards, you really want the, the goal line opportunities. That's where he's kind of excelled. It is. He's up. Uh, his prices jumped 1300 over the last three weeks. 
So he, he's up there, but I mean, touchdowns is what, what the game is for him. He only had five carries last week, but two of them were touchdowns. I mean, uh, what are you going to do? You know, in, in my world, Harbaugh always does the opposite of what I want him to do or what I think he should do. So I may just go ahead. If I wanted a running back out of this one, which I kind of do want a Baltimore running back out of this, I may go Hill. Hill had all the garbage time last week in the, in that blowout, and at 4,500, he might be the best value. I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying doing it. I do it. I just I have I have one of these running backs projected as well, but I don't know if any of them are going to meet three times their value. It's tough. I mean, I I would probably take your guy as the, the long shot, Mitchell, and just hope that he has a, a big run that pays it all okay. off. Odell Beckham at 3,800, Pierre. This is a revenge game, is it not? It is. Okay, so 3,800, Odell coming off a touchdown last week. Sees a little bit of action, you know, get that five-target range area. That's pretty cheap for Odell and possible revenge narrative where he's going to find the end zone potentially. It is, and, I mean, we talked about that touchdown happening after he he slammed his helmet down the week before. Uh, Seven targets, you know, tied for his highest on the season so far, and, you know, say Flowers kind of took a back seat. So maybe they, they continue to try to get Odell involved. Still a pretty good price. If he can give you basically what he did last week, uh, five for 56 and a touchdown. He's paying off his salary. So definitely worth a, a dart throw if you're in that price range. Yeah. And, and we all know Odell's squeaky wheel, even if it gets oiled one week, it's still squeaking. It's still yeah. squeaking. You know? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I might take true. a flyer on one of the DSTs. I still like the Ravens, even at 4K. That seems pretty cheap for them. And I'm not totally buying into everything Deshaun Watson was selling last week. So that's the only thing I see in this game. Uh, that I yeah. really am excited Yeah, about. I mean, you got to see him in a, another situation. He needs to put a few together in a row. Um, you want him, obviously, to stay healthy, but Arizona, I mean, they were bad. They were starting Clayton Toon, so they were worse than what they've been. So mm-hmm. better situation uh, against the Ravens here um, for him to actually show that he's he's back. Houston at Cincinnati. Everybody's looking forward to this game, especially yeah. after what they saw C.J. Stroud do last Woo! week and what they saw Joe Burrow doing, too. I mean, they're, this, this is fun. This is going to be a fun one. 46 and a half point total, so it's way up there. And it Cincinnati is. is favored by seven. That has shootout potential written all over it. But here's here's the little Debbie Downer of all this. Uh-uh. Jameer Chase got a little back injury. Now, I don't know how yeah. serious it is. Yeah. It, I don't know. You know, he's he's I'm not going to say he hasn't been the toughest guy in the world in the past. But sometimes those little nicks get to Jameer Chase and he just ends up not doing much. Yeah, it's it's tough. You got to monitor it. He didn't practice today. Uh, it's a pretty big shot. Like if you watch that game, it was a, it was a big hit. Yeah. I'm surprised he even came back in the game. I think they put like a brace on him. But uh, even T. Higgins like appeared limited today with a hamstring. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you got to really just watch this whole Bengals situation. Uh, if if Chase can't get on the field, then you know Higgins you know is elevated. If they both miss. You know, it's going to open up some value with like a Boyd and a, an Irwin and um, Andre and I think Charlie Jones is out. But this is a big thing to monitor. Like you mentioned, uh, totals really good right now. It's up to 47, uh, second highest on the slate. Um, you got Strout returning to Ohio. So obviously he was an Ohio State, oh, yeah. you know, guy. So he's returning kind of back to the Ohio for the first time since his, his professional career. Um, and like you said, they're 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 fading at high pace. They're going to want to pass the ball and shoot out. The Bengals want to pass the ball and shoot out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in this game, but definitely watch the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Not going to touch the tight ends on the Bengals side. I do think really? Schultz is still in play, but, I mean, there's just too many. Like, Irv Smith, Tanner Hudson, Andrew Sample all kind of got involved that last game. <laughs> they all got a touchdown, didn't they? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know how that's going to happen again. 
Right, um, right. You're looking at what four, five, and then what? Or there's me four. So they all had four more touches, and yeah, two <laughs> two out of three got touchdowns. But Tanner Hudson being the out man out there. Isn't that crazy? I mean, the way he was spreading the ball around and everything is, and it's weird too to look at CJ this uh, this this quarterback matchup and CJ Stroud is 6900 while Joe Burrow is at 6800. We never would have thought that going into the right. season here in week number 11. It just it looks a bit funny. I like Mixon in this game too. It looks like he's got a a decent matchup anyway, and that he has so much volume. 6200. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they don't have if they don't have some of those receivers and some of those weapons, he could really lean on Mixon. Yeah, I don't usually like the the play mixing, but right. You're, you're right in this situation. Like this would be the the time if Chase misses. Uh, we saw what Rashad White just kind of did to the the Texans. They're at home, home favorites. So yeah, I, I don't mind sprinkling in some mixing this week. All right, a Collins, Dell, or Noah Brown week. Robert, I I don't want Robert Woods to stay injured, but boy, for DFS purposes, it sure does seem to be a little bit healthier for us. It does. It really just condenses the mm-hmm. the target tree and. I mean, they all got there um, to, to some extent last week, you know, Tank, Noah, and, and Nico. I, I would just continue to play the, the cheap one, uh, which right now is Noah Brown. He's up to 3,700. That'd be the route I would go. I think okay. Tank, Dell, and Nico have higher upside, but, I mean, you just saw what Noah Brown did last week. I mean, he's got upside himself. Yeah, he only got on six targets. He caught all six, uh, whereas Tank, Dell had 11 targets last week, and Nico Collins, you know, only got five but got in the end zone, so – um, I go the cheaper version with, with Noah right now. Okay. Uh, Tank Dell does seem like the guy to own. If you're asking me about on the Houston Texans mm-hmm. from a, a you know fantasy league perspective, I would try to trade for him. He, he was the guy, CJ Stroud didn't even think twice about going to him. He knew he was going to go to him and he knew that Tank Dell was going to find that soft spot in the zone, whenever they were making that last drive. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and Tank Dell seems like it's his guy. And Nico Collins has fallen short of those expectations Every year, except for this year, really, if you think about it, if you know, you go back to the Mike White era and whoever else era, uh, he's kind of fallen short of those. So I wonder if C.J. Stroud isn't just able to elevate Nico Collins's game, but if Tank Dell's the man. I just think Tank Dell's the man. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see that being the case, and he's played like it. Um, but like you mentioned, like Nico hasn't had a, a Stroud, and he's had a couple big games himself this year. So you don't know. That's why I tend to go with the, the cheaper one if they're all going to be on the field equally. Well, I just say stack up the tight ends in this game and you'll be happy. Uh, San Francisco <laughs> at Jacksonville, Pierre. San Francisco coming off of a bye week. And guess mm-hmm. what? I think Jacksonville was as well. 45-point yeah. total in this one. San Francisco is favored by three points on the road. I like this matchup for Jacksonville a lot more than I like it for San Francisco. But San Francisco's defense should be a little bit better with the addition of, of who was it? The, the guy from the Washington Redskins. Yeah, Chase Young. Uh, Chase Young. I knew it was Chase Young, but boy, I said a bunch of chases so far, so I thought I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's, he said he's not worried about his contract. He's going to be opposite his Ohio State buddy himself and, and uh, Bosa, so we'll, we'll see. It could be trouble for Trevor Lawrence in the game. Yeah, it sure could be. I like uh, Trevor Lawrence here at 6K coming off the bye week. I actually would prefer to have Brock Purdy in this one just a little bit more than Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I don't know if... I, I'm going to trust Mike Shanahan in this one. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to trust that in the bye week, he's going to be able to outcoach maybe some of the Jacksonville Jaguar things. He's going to make the ship right for Brock Purdy, and he looked a little iffy going into this bye week. But I think coming out of it, I'm just going to trust that the coaching staff kind of figured out some things and pointed out some stuff for Brock Purdy this week. I mean, you got to hope, uh, high hopes for this team in general. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't be making you know trades for like Chase Young. I, th- I think Debo 
uh, Debo Samuel practice again today, so they should be getting him back healthy. Uh, more weapons, you know, the merrier for Brock Purdy. So I do, I do think he can bounce back some. Ayuk uh, still there, Kittle, McCaffrey. It's good when you have options. Oh yeah. Um, he needs them. Uh, he's not like a a super athletic quarterback, but he's good at placing the ball and throwing it accurately to where it needs to go. So 5,700, you know, actually a, a pretty solid price for Purdy if he has a full arsenal there. I don't mind that at all. Even in his bad games, so though, like last week, or you know, the, what we have in our memories anyway of Brock yeah. Purdy having some bad games, he still got to 24 the week before the bye. You know, that that's that's a good price right there for at 5,700. If he can get that close to that, that'd be really good. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I think he's going for that touchdown record, so we can almost <laughs> guarantee you that he's getting into the end zone this week once, maybe twice. Yeah, I mean, he's always in play. You got to okay. pay for him. Uh, obviously, that's the, the hiccup with McCaffrey. You're going to have to pay the premium. Uh, but he's going to have a safe floor. He's probably going to get you double digits for sure. Uh, he's going to get you a touchdown. You just got to hope that he has either some some pass catches or some yardage to go with it because he can get you a touchdown and only have, you know, 14, 15 like he had in the Dallas game, uh, or he can get you a couple where he's up in the, the 20, 20 plus, 30 plus range. So, But still, I mean, again, you're paying for that premium. He's always going to be in play. I like ETN as well each and every week. This matchup, though, at seventy one hundred, that that's he's got to get to twenty one. I I don't I don't trust him to get to twenty one against San Francisco Pierre. I mean, their their defense hasn't been the same. I don't feel like we're used to. Like they they still have talent, but I know they've thrown Steve Wilkes under the bus a little bit already. Uh, Bosa's, you know, talked about his holdout uh, as recently as a couple weeks ago, and it's like, bro, you're you're like eight weeks in. You can't still be talking about a holdout. The preseason would have even been over uh, at this point. So there's something going on with their defense. I think they're a little bit more exploitable, but I do think that's more through the air. Uh, so I would be cautious on ETN, but even in some tougher matchups, like these last four weeks before the bye, he's been he's been stellar. If he can continue to get in the end zone himself, uh, you can still play him, and he's probably going to be lower owned because folks are going to see the 49ers on the other end, and, and 7,100 still isn't bad. He's actually come down $100 over the last couple weeks. So each week I go through here and I, I looked at I look at different things. I've, I've kind of changed up my system a little bit, try to make it easier for me because time is just short the older I get and the more kids you have. And so I go defensive points allowed, fantasy okay. defensive points allowed, okay? And four is my maximum number that I can get. I look at it for the entire year. I look at it through the last four weeks, and then I look at it over the last two weeks, uh, points allowed. And I just look at all the different matchups that we have. And I have a four. I have a maximum number here for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which means they're in a good spot for a passing game, you know, the wide mm-hmm. receivers here. And, and so I got to lean on Kirk a little bit more than I would Ridley. But, man, Zay Jones, they, he sure does love to find the end zone, Pierre. He does. He's still not clear, though. That's the thing with Zay. Like, I don't know what's going on with his knee, um, but it's it's causing some trouble. I know he was limited in practice today, so good to at least be back in, in practice. But, I mean, I think he even left early, if I remember correctly, in practice today. So, Pay attention to that progress for Zay Jones. Um, Ridley's like below Christian Kirk now, so I think it'd be a time to, to maybe get on Ridley. Uh, a lot of folks are going to be on, you know, Kirk, obviously, but I, I wouldn't mind Ridley. I still think as an individual, he's a more talented receiver, and now that you're saving about 400 bucks, you know, it's worth a, worth a shot to go back to Ridley over Kirk, depending on what the field's going to do and even if the field plays him too. Ayuk and Samuel are both healthy, and that's a good thing going into this week. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know which either one. Just go with a cheaper option there. 
Yeah, usually the cheaper option. I know from a, a defensive standpoint, A looks better against the the man coverage. So um, I haven't looked at where the, the Jaguars rank in returns the man versus zone, but you tend to want to play Brandon Ayuk versus a man coverage, and you want to play Debo with a team that leans more of a, a zone coverage. Okay. All right. Next game, Pierre. I, I, you know, you can play Kittle if you want to. Not not our cup of tea on this one. And I don't think Ingram's going to have a good game anyway. Uh, San Francisco doesn't allow a lot of, allow a lot of points to the tight ends. So that's that's my two cents there. New Orleans versus Minnesota. This point total is forty one. New Orleans favored by two and a half points on the road. Good thing is they're in a dome, so it's going to look familiar to them anyway, Pierre. And I'll tell you, <laughs> the, the the one thing that I look at in this one is how, how much Alvin Kamara has just fallen off the fantasy radar. He's just we we saw him getting peppered with a bunch of targets left and right, and now all of a sudden he's no longer the 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 goal line back. It seems like Jamal Williams is even getting more uh, touches than, than Alvin Kamara. I, I just don't understand what's going on. Yeah, so Williams coming back has, has hurt a little bit. Taysom Hills, you know, back in the fold, so he's he's vulturing some as well. Um, you also have to consider that Carr's getting healthier. So when he first came back, you know, it was a shoulder that he was dealing with. Um, so a lot of that, you know, you're not going to have the strength and confidence. So he's going to have more, you know, dump off type of situations, mm-hmm. uh, which you saw was, you know, some of those double digit target gains. Whereas now he, he's more going downfield to, to Shahid, to, to Alave, et cetera. Kamara's still going to be in the fold. He just really need him to get hot, but his price has come up so much. If he's not getting the targets that he was getting, um, plus you got Jamal Williams, you know, back in the fold. I think Kendra Miller even gets yeah. a few snaps. It just cloudies it up, as you mentioned. So I, I wouldn't pay the price for him. Um, even though he's capable of getting there, it's just not as likely with it not being a, a back foot by himself. Okay, I can see that. I, I hate to ask this question. I hate to Don't ask, ask it. Well, I, I have to. <laughs> okay. Is it a Joshua Dobbs week this week? <laughs> At oh 5,500? Isn't that crazy? I mean, we're all rooting for him, right? On, on yeah, our, on our sofas, we're all rooting for him because we all see a little bit of ourselves in him, except when, when, when they show his eyebrows. I don't see any of me in his eyebrows. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. But is it a Joshua Dobbs week at 5,500 this week? Can he get there against this uh, t- a great uh, New Orleans Saints defense? I mean, he's capable just because he has rushing upside. Um, I don't see it happening again. Like that was, that was, that was awesome to see him come in. You know, <laughs> not knowing the playbook, not knowing some of the names of the players, never taking a snap with the center, um, and still pulling it out. You know, one on the ground, two in the air. This will be his first, you know, kind of introduction to to home uh, there in Minnesota. So, oh, I mean, it's still possible. Good price, good price range. As you mentioned, the Saints, I feel, are better defense than the, the Falcons. So a little more of an uphill battle, but he's still in a price range where he's he's definitely in play, even if he kind of bombs and gets you only, you know, 12, 13. It's not awful, um, given he's still pretty cheap. The Minnesota defense, I know at the beginning of the year, it was like, okay, everybody's going against Minnesota <laughs> defense, fire them up. But, man, they've, they've been pretty good. They don't yeah. let up a lot of fantasy points. I don't know what it is. I think it. I think it's a lot of it's clock management, where they seem to have the ball for a long period of time every time I I, I watch them, and they just don't give up a lot of anything. I, I, in my little matchup thing that I do, they just don't give up a lot of anything. Well, you, you mentioned it. So their their offense changed a bit once Justin Jefferson went down. Um, to where they do, they they kind of want to have the ball a little longer. That's even more so now without Cousins, but. Once Jefferson went down, they were they they weren't as big as the splash big plays. 
uh, that they were getting. You could still get Addison or so over the top, but it was more, you know, working your way down the field. Um, I think Brian Flores, you know, there was some getting adjusted to him as a new defensive coordinator this year. I think the the team's kind of gotten adjusted to what he wants, and he's found, you know, what goes well with the players that he has on his roster on the defensive end, and all that's just starting to to kind of mold and gel together at this point. Okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna say Addison can always be uh, uh, played. I think I don't want to play Michael Thomas at all. Got zero targets. He might have a little bit of a squeaky wheel, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that it's necessarily gonna end up happening. Is that another before. one of your like victory tones that you're you're queuing oh, up? <laughs> no, that's somebody's phone. Uh, I know, it's gone. Yeah, no, I didn't uh, know yeah. you hear that. That's, I got a pretty good microphone right here. I got a pretty <laughs> Addison. Yeah, he's 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 still in play. Um, Again, no cousins, but he's still got seven targets from Dobbs, especially if Osborne's out. Like he's he's questionable. He took a pretty big hit himself uh, yeah. last week, which yeah, he's helped Brandon Powell. Um, and with being concussed, like no one's really cleared in one week. I think outside of like Purdy and Mo Alley Cox, I think are the only two now. Uh, so Brandon Powell and obviously Hawkinson are in play, but I mean the Saints, it's Olave, still a really good price. Uh, 6,400. He's leading the team in targets. That's who, you know, Carr's going to look to first. I don't mind the other two, like you mentioned. Michael Thomas doesn't have the boom like he's had, you know, back when he was healthy before the last couple of years, but he still is capable of getting you, what, 15 uh, to 20, which you'll take just fine. Uh, Shahid's kind of the take the top off type. Um, So I always like him, and 4,300 is a pretty good price for him. And then, I mean, I think tight ends, Taysom Hill, like, I thought it'd be Jawan Johnson. He's he's back. He got in the end zone himself. But Taysom, man, he's he's like a that Swiss yeah, Army knife. And yeah. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to play because he could easily dud. But I mean, he could easily go off like he has basically like three weeks in a row. And they're determined. I, I, the reason why I like Alave is he doesn't put up those big numbers. One of these weeks, though, he's gonna. They are determined to get him more involved. Derek Carr is determined to get him in the end. So Derek Carr is determined to throw the ball at him. He doesn't care if he catches it or not. I'm going to throw it at you, (laughs) and you're either going to catch it or I'm going to yell at you. That's that's how I I am with the kids around the neighborhood, too. That's just how I do, yeah. Uh, I like Taysom Hill. TJ Hawkinson grades out the best for me in all this, and he's a little bit injured, a little bit banged up. Something to look at. TJ seems to be a warrior, but, man. That those injuries just pile up on TJ each and every year over and over again. It does. I, I like him as well. And I think that's where the rapport was mostly uh, with what I was able to watch um, for that Vikings game. So okay. 5K, good price. So, yeah, he got 12 targets too. So. Ugh, I don't want to talk about this next one, here. Green Bay and Pittsburgh? Come on, Pittsburgh's favored by three? Don't ask me why. Maybe it's just the uh, inabilities of Green Bay Packers to be able to score, especially on the road. But Green, this this game total is 37.5, Pierre. And I'll tell you what, the, the highest grade that I have as far as running backs go is four, same as everybody else. But Aaron Jones, woo, I think he has an opportunity to light up Pittsburgh this week, Pierre. He's one of my favorite plays. I was glad to see them kind of free him some. Um, obviously, he was coming off some some injuries himself, where they brought him back slowly. But I mean, he was he was full go. He got 26 total touches, and when that's the case, I mean, he's his nickname Showtime for a reason. He's always capable of of getting big games. You're looking at Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not the defense that they used to be. Uh, they're still solid. They seem to just keep games close. I feel like they're awful. If I'm being honest, I feel like the Steelers are not a good team, but they always hang around, they're well coached, and they do enough to to win. And that's the majority of the AFC North uh, for the for a big part. But 
Yeah, you're right with Aaron Jones. 6500 still a good price tag. If he can get you that 18 again, you're you're through. I think your summary of the Pittsburgh Steelers, you could say the same exact thing about the Green Bay Packers, except they don't win. That's the, yeah. <laughs> You said the Steelers win. Green Bay does not win, but they play similar styles, and it's it's really ugly. It's going to be an ugly football game. It's going to be an ugly football game, not in one of those good kind of ugly ways where, where you know you say, oh, it's going to be an ugly good game. You know, this, yeah. no, this, this one's just going to be an <laughs> ugly game. Uh, Pickett actually grades out pretty well, too, for me against these Green Bay Packers. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I look back at some of the things. I was going, huh, I'm not sure why, other than some of the quarterback matchups that, that Green Bay Packers have uh, allowed some high scores to quarterbacks, but he gets pretty high grade here. But I, I, I'll tell you what, if we're going to go with the squeaky wheel narrative, maybe yeah. it's a maybe it's a Pickett Pickens week. I mean, I can't play Kenny Pickett. Like, okay. He just he doesn't have upside to me. He, we've, we've seen it for two years. His highest point total ever is like 19. Okay. Yeah, I mean, at 5K, that's great, 19, but he's usually going to be in that 10 to 15 range, which I'm, I'm more of a, a tournament guy. I play double ups, but I, I like tournaments and, and pick. It's not going to, he's not going to win me a tournament. I don't feel so. I do like the Pickens call, um, especially after what his two catches for negative one or whatever he had last week after he couldn't drag his feet in the end zone with like a whole foot to, to get down. So I like, I like Pickens. I think a lot of folks are going to be on Deontay Johnson again, yeah. Uh, I think he's probably grading out. Let me check. He's grading out. Yep, best points per dollar receiver at the moment um, for 5,400. So, yeah, you can play these guys, and obviously you're going to need Pickett to have a, a solid game for them to excel. Um, so they are in play. I just can't play Pickett. I play one of them solo. Um, I still I still think that Christian Watson can't have a good game, but he's, he's been it. struggling, man. I, I did it. I dropped him. Redrafts. I dropped him. I did. I had to. I had to. I had to find somebody. I, I don't remember what position it was and what league it was, but yeah. I had to drop Christian Watson. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't stomach the three points anymore. Yeah, it's been bad. Really, their receivers has just been. It's been tough. I think Jaden Reed's probably been the most consistent. I know Romeo uh, Dubs has had some pretty solid games where he's caught some touchdowns early on, but I think the consistency's been with Jaden Reed again. Christian Watson has the the upside, but. He's either hurt or dropping the ball, so it, it's hard to play him. Uh, I, I, DSTs, I, I, Pittsburgh might be one of my more, you know, like ones that I may turn to at 3,800, yeah. way down there. You know, just might be one of those ones that I turn to a lot this week. I, I don't see anybody else in this game we need to talk about. Najee Harris or Warren, either one? So the running backs for the Steelers grade out really well also. Um, I just don't know which one. They're both around the same price, so flip a coin and hope you're right. But, yeah, one of them should have a good game just based off the matchup with the Packers, who, who kind of get hurt yeah. quite a bit on the ground. And they both they both score about the same amount of points. I'll say I to still that lean is, Najee, personally, yeah. just because he's he's on the field more, but Warren has the more explosiveness. All I do is say with that is that Warren, uh, if he finds the end zone, is going to outscore Najee by a lot because it's going to be oh, a 50-yard yeah. run. You know what I mean? It's going to be a 50-yard yeah. run. If you, and he's got those explosive runs. You sit there, you look at the box score, and Nashe Harris is carrying the ball uh, to the left, to the left, to the left, two yards, one yards, minus two yards. And then you see uh, J- uh, Jalen Warren throw, running to the left, 20 yards, 18 yards. <laughs> so, okay. Look, the writing's on the wall. The writing's on the wall for that one. Tennessee at Tampa Bay, Pierre. This game totals 38 and a half. Tampa Bay is one point favorite at home against Tennessee. Uh, t- Tennessee grades out well for me, my friend. 
Uh, yeah. It's the quarterback. It's the wide receiver. It's the tight end. Everything but the running back. But, you know, Derrick Henry's going to put up Derrick Henry kind of numbers. He's not going to put up great numbers, I don't think, against Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. But, boy, everything else looks like it's flying high. This is not your Tom Brady-led uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. It's not. Um, and it's so interesting because they played pretty well early on. But then, like, they, like, got torched. <laughs> like, Stroud was not playing around with them. Uh, that, was, that was impressive for a rookie. Um, I do like, you know, the other rookie coming in. Levis has looked good his first two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he leans heavily on DeAndre Hopkins, so I think he, he definitely got to look at Hopkins here um, for 6K. Nick Westbrook-Akina, I think, is going to be in play this week. Um, he's only 3,400. Uh, Traylon Burks is already... I think been ruled out. Um, so it's going to be a, a Nick Westbrook, Akina, and then Kyle Phillips yes. is also going to be on the field. Phillips saw five targets, caught four yes. for 68. He can play him at very minimum salary. Uh, again, against a secondary that can be beatable. So yeah, I think, I think you're right. I like the, the Titans passing game uh, quite a bit against the Bucks this week. I like that you said Kyle Phillips. I, did, I picked him up in Fishbowl, and one of the reasons why is you get that extra bonus for first downs and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and I've always said that narrative as well about the backup quarterback throwing to somebody and having a connection with somebody on that second-string team. And yeah. maybe Kyle Phillips is that guy. We see him have a good rapport uh, with each other out there on the field. He saw three targets the week before. He saw five targets last week. And if it just is clicking, it's going to click. And Kyle Phillips, he did pretty well last year when given the opportunity. I think it was an injury that took him off the field. But he was really turning into one of those guys for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and right, rightfully so. And if he's on there, if he has a rapport with Levis, he's going he's gonna to get the ball. And that's all you need. And again, minimum salary. He can do what he did last week, which is what, four for 68, 10 points. You love it. If he gets in the end zone, that's even better. No, you're absolutely right. I like White this week as well. 5,800. I know it's a Tennessee Titan run defense, but it has not been that stellar over the last couple of weeks, Pierre. And and they really are turning to White. This is a run-and-gun team. I'm not saying they're running and gunning (laughs) quite as much as Tom Brady, but Baker Mayfield's getting the job done from a fantasy perspective for all of his tools. Uh, He likes to to air it out. He always has, but it's so hard to trust Baker. Um, which helps. We're, we're shot wide, I feel, because you know he's going to get some carries, and if he can get some dump-offs, that helps as well. I, I still think the Titans are, are pretty good up front. Even last week when they they struggled with the, the Steelers a bit, it wasn't really much big games. They just kind of got touchdowns. Um, that's what you kind of hope here for, for Rashad White. Hope he gets touchdowns. He got two, you know, last week, so maybe he can, he can replicate that. Um, but I think the Titans are more attackable in the air. I think that they'll be able to throw the ball um, a little bit more than than uh, the Steelers were able to throw the ball. So that's that's leaning for me for Baker and Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, even a little bit of Trey Palmer and obviously Kate Ottens in play after his big week last week. Well, all right. Kate Otten did have a big week last week. That was one of those uh, shining moments for him. Hold on here. Hold on. Hold on. We got confrontation going on here in the house. <laughs> Turn down for what? Hold on. All right. Uh, Kate Otten last week, he did have a big week last week. I don't have him projected out well against the Titans this week, but I, mm-hmm. I like a Mike Evans or a Chris Godwin sphere. Yeah, I didn't project out as well, but, I mean, coming off the week, you, you got to consider him at only 3,400. Uh, Mike Evans and Godwin for sure. Um, I still think Mike Evans is the the upside play that you play, and Chris Godwin sure. is the, the safe play. 
Um, both are in a unique range with receiver this week. I'm not sure what the field's going to do, especially given that I think we really got two games that most people are going to hone in on. So this could be one to get a little bit of unique. I do too. I think it's a sneaky little shootout game for this one. And and I like what you said there. I'd rather have Evans than Godwin. Godwin has just disappointed me. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been like one good game or a great game even for him, and that's when Evans was banged up. Other than that, I just don't think that he has his the eye. I don't think Baker has his eye on Godwin as much. I think he'd rather dump it off to a white out of the backfield than try to look for a Godwin you know, closer to the line of scrimmage. That's that's just yeah, the way I see I the game playing out. Atlanta at Arizona. 43 game, uh, 43 point total for this game. Oh, wait, no, it's 44 point total. And Atlanta is favored by one and a half on the road. I wrote this down, but I don't think whatever I wrote this down that the Vegas numbers were taking into account Kyler Murray or James yeah. Conner coming back to this game because I think that this is a swing now. Do you have it in front of you? Um, so it's it's the same. It's 44 and Atlanta by one and a half. What? But really, Kyler's wow. still listed as questionable, but. He's going to play like everything's pointing to him playing. And I mean, he just changes the offense. We don't know what he's going to be. We don't know if he's going to run, you know, like he has before coming off the ACL. But otherwise, I mean, you know, Marquise Brown, all the pass catchers, even Connor, if he's back, they should all be (laughs) in play a little bit more with Kyle Murray under center. Oh, and a 44-point total, look, I, I know I'm going to build a stack with Kyler Murray. I, at 5,900, you've got to build a stack with Kyler Murray. He's yeah. been practicing for a couple of weeks, but it's probably not really game game speed. And we know Atlanta's a little bit stingy of a defense, but at 5,100, if Kyler Murray is a little rusty, there's going to be some turnover potential there. Maybe even James Conner's a little bit rusty, so there's going to be some turnover potential there. You got yeah. Tyler Heineke at 5,100. And he's been able to put up some pretty good numbers. This looks like a stack of game, running back game on both sides for me with a with a quarterback, wide receivers, and tight ends. You got to throw Jonu Smith in a lineup. <laughs> you got to play Jonu. He's like the the one A uh, option there for Arthur Smith. And uh, I can't I can't stand the Falcons offense right now. Um, yeah, they're fun. I'm sell, I'm telling you, they are fun. They are they are fun for football, my friend, because everybody hates them or everybody likes them. And then each and every week, whenever I'm watching the game, I'm I'm rooting either for or against. And then I don't know what I'm going to do this week because every week I'm sitting there trying to watch Arthur Smith stroking his mustache, and he shaved off his mustache. Arthur Smith is that kind of guy to shave off his mustache in No Shave November. That is what he is. <laughs> Well, what's even tougher is that like, B. John is great not well again, and you yep. just can't you can't play him. You can't trust him. <laughs> it's, a, it's so frustrating. He's 6K. Uh, but, I mean, Tyler Algier, that's one you can trust. He's down at, what, 4,700? So yeah. you're going to play Algier. Folks are going to do it. He's really cheap. Yep. And B. John's going to have the game we've been waiting for. Or yep. you're going to play B. John, and he's going to lay another dud. You're not going to oh. win regardless. Wherever you play, you're going to be wrong. So just know that's the case. Look, it all hinges on one thing. Uh, In that standard league, in that standard league, I have Algiers a handcuff to Bichon. And I don't ever play him because he's a handcuff to Bichon, right? And and I should be playing him because he puts up those 8 to 10 uh, standard league points each and every week. But I'm like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it because he's not supposed to be in there. He can't do it. And I have other people in there. Uh, I I was a little desperate. Montgomery, Connor, you know, they got hurt. They went out. But I picked up Henderson and stuff like that. But I just – so do you have a request? Should I play Algier or not? If I play him, then Bichon <laughs> is going to have a great week. If I don't, then it's going to be an Algier week. So I'll, I will take a bullet for, for you, Pierre. Oh, baby. I'm, let me look at the ownership here. 
and uh, I'll get back to you okay. on that. All right. That sounds good. A wide receiver wise, uh, James Conner, 5,900. I'm playing him too. If, if I'm going to stack him up and I'm not scared to put Kyler and James Conner both in the same lineup. I know that's not a necessarily a, a smart stack because you usually want to yeah. stack up a quarterback with your well, wide receiver. Connor's a, a running back. He said wide receiver, but it's okay. No, well, no, I, I meant I use, you know, that's how you stack them up a quarterback with a wide receiver, but Connor is one of those wide receiving running backs out of the backfield gets a lot yeah. of targets and everything. And, and was one of Kyler's favorite targets last year. He was, uh, you gotta make sure he gets activated. Obviously uh, they have a 21 day window, but he's definitely, I mean, he's in, he's in play, especially with DeMarcado, you know, missing practice, maybe not back. They could really use Connor and I'm sure they want to see what they have with this team with Kyler under center. So they're going to try to get people back as, as, as quickly as possible. And hopefully they're healthy. Yeah. Don't mind Connor. And then the pass catchers, man, they're, they're just priced so well. You just got to hope you, you get it yeah. right. Um, I think Hollywood Brown, he's a, he's a clear cut one, 5,200. Uh, we know what he can do with Kyler. They've played in Oklahoma together and all those things as well. Uh, especially if Michael Wilson misses, uh, then you got Rondo Moore in play at 3K. Trey yes. McBride, you know, he's still only 3,500. He's going to be unlocked a bit more uh, with Kyler instead of Clayton Toon like last week. So good value here with the, the Cardinals with Kyler under center. So many questions, so many little red dots in this game uh, for the players that I want to play. I, just, I guess all over the field, maybe Arthur Smith just confuses everybody and everybody is question, <laughs> questioning what they should be doing out there on the field. Pierre Detroit at the Chargers, Here another shoot them out game, 48 and a half point total and Detroit on the road after a bye week. When the Chargers were on Monday night football, even, you know, so they're a short week for them. And yeah. Detroit is still favored by one and a half points on the road this week, Pierre. They're favored we, by three now. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's something. Uh, I don't actually have any of the Chargers people grading out very well. I really don't. I don't have the, the, the fantasy points allowed. Detroit just yeah. doesn't give up a whole lot. And here I have got a smash spot for Jared Goff and Sam Laporta, though. So this is, I hate playing golf on the road, but he, he does. He's, he's grading out pretty well. I just, I can't, it's so hard to play him on the road. I do. I do like him. I like Laporta, like you mentioned. Uh, I'm a Ross St. Brown uh, against a team that's like second end zone, only behind Seattle. Uh, should benefit really well. Uh, it's tough. I, I may play golf on the road and I'll probably, I'll probably regret it, but it's it's hard <laughs> to pass it up right now. Um, I'm really intrigued with the Chargers, too, though, because Detroit, their defense has been, you know, much better than last year, but they're still capable of getting into shootouts. Uh, we saw that a bit against Seattle, um, which happened in week two inside the the dome there. I think I think this could get a, a shootout and folks aren't going to play the, the Chargers because they're priced so high. Like Herbert's up at 7,700. Eckler um, is, what, 8,400. You got Keenan Allen at 8,800. You don't want to play those guys, but th- those are the, the players that he leans on. Yep. That, that's where the, all the, the volume is going to go. You'll get a couple sprinkles to the tight ends, to Quentin Johnson, but Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, if you expect, let me put it this way, if you expect Jarrett Goff to hit his ceiling from the Detroit side of things, you're going to need one of these chargers to to keep the game close and keep it tight and it's going to have to be one of Keenan Allen or or Austin Eckler so if you're going to stack up 
Goff, you're going to want to play one of Eckler and Keen Allen is my my thoughts and opinion. And one of my 20 million uh, dime lineups that I will make, I, it sound, really sounds appealing to have a Herbert, an Eckler, and an Allen with a run back of Sam Laporta. That really sounds yeah. appealing to me. There you go. Laporta, he's projected right now as the, the highest owned tight end. Um, oh, really? He's at 16, 16.5%. So we'll, we'll see if that holds or if it climbs. But, yeah, he's he's projected right now okay. to get some ownership, which, I mean, rightfully so. He's in a good spot. Ownership doesn't mean don't play him. I'm just saying right, that right, right, right. a lot of people are going to be on him. Right. And I like a Montgomery. I like a Gibbs in this game. Either one. I like Montgomery a little bit more. I'm still going to have to see somebody else take goal line carries away from uh, who's the head coach's name? Smith. Oh, Dan Campbell. I'm I'm going to have to Dan Campbell. I'm going to have to see somebody take touchdowns away from Dan Campbell's guy before I believe Jamar Gibbs is going to be able to do that. I mean, it's like it's what happened last year. It's what happened this year. I think it's going to continue happening going forward. Yeah, it'd be nice. I, mean, I again, we don't root for any injuries, but it was much better when we knew that Gibbs was by himself. With with David Montgomery back, you just you don't know what's gonna happen. No, it it wasn't much better. I have David Montgomery everywhere. It wasn't much better. Peter. It was not much <laughs> what's better. What's the reason? I have Gibbs everywhere. <laughs> These last two weeks have been nice. You should have listened to me. Amon Ross St. Brown, eighty three hundred, sounds good to me. I don't mind that. Josh Reynolds at thirty eight hundred sounds even better, Pierre. And and I'm really curious as to what Jay will be able to do coming off of a bye week. You know they always scheme him for something deep once or twice a game. Yeah, thirty four hundred. Woo! I wish Reynolds was getting more action. Like I like I like Reynolds too. Uh, Usually against man, uh, again uh, the Chargers are going to play zone, but he's only seen like three targets the last three games, three, three, and one, which isn't very encouraging. I think a lot of those are going to Laporta now. Um, And like you mentioned with with Jamison, you basically are hoping for a home run ball because other than that, you're you're probably not going to get much out of him. They also got they also got Donovan Peoples Jones, so. Oh, yeah. I'm curious how that's going to play out. They traded for him. Uh, he's 3K. Um, he wasn't getting the action uh, there in Cleveland, but maybe he comes in and supplants uh, a Reynolds or, or someone to to be on the field more, and perhaps he opens up something. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, I'm going to the next one. The New York Giants season is over. They're playing the Dallas Cowboys. Looks like a great spot for the Dallas Cowboys defense. And if we're being smart about correlation, that would mean we would have to play Tony Pollard no matter how much he has disappointed us so far this year. <laughs> correlation, yeah. Uh, Pollard's a, a great kind of probably contrarian at this point play. Um, defense, yeah, they're in play. Well, Pollard's projecting out pretty well, too. 15.7% ownership right now. So folks are going to be on. On Tony Pollard, which is okay. It's still a good matchup, especially with DeVito getting the start. I think Barkley, uh, um, Matt Barkley is going to be the backup to DeVito. So Dallas defense, they're they're expensive, but I mean, I think you can, if you can afford them, go ahead and toss them in there at 4,400. Can I ask you this? And this might be more of a a showdown strategy than it is, but, uh, you know, on the, 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 any kind of lineup build or anything, Hmm. Dowdle. 4,300. We're looking at garbage time in this one. Yeah. 4,300. He gets to that 12. If he falls into the end zone and he's seen some touches, even with Tony Pollard in there, I'm not going to say it's a dowdle week, but yeah. I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, boy, that's pretty cheap for an offense that's going to be out there on the field not quite so long. And then they're going to have to kill the clock a little bit with a team that's basically given up there in the New York Giants. Yeah, I just would rather look at value from a, a receiver or a tight end okay. perspective. I don't, I don't like the value running backs, unless there's somebody that's like starting and getting all the work 
Uh, it just becomes too much of a, a crapshoot, I feel, for lack of a better term. Okay. Uh, would you mind playing Tolbert this week? He saw some action, saw a touchdown. It really seems like Gallup, and it seems like uh, Cooks it, it just aren't even on the radar anymore. I mean, five five targets is nice for, for Jalen Tolbert. I know a lot of folks were into him, you know, last year as a rookie. Uh, so it's definitely something to monitor. Gallup's had some drops, uh, that's for sure. With, with Brandon Cooks, again, he's one of those you want. Uh, within the zone, so looking at where the the Giants play zone, uh, it may not matter what the Giants. I, I feel like the Cowboys should have such a yeah. advantageous field position throughout this game that they're definitely in play. But Tolbert played 41% of the snaps, uh, which is only what seven percent, five snaps less than Gallup. So yeah, I think he's in play. 39 point total for that one, by the way. And Dallas is favored by 16. That yeah. that has a Pollard defense uh, correlation written all over it. Washington <laughs> at Seattle, our last game here. Uh, 45 and a half point total. Another one, another big banger. And the afternoon slate, Pierre, which is always something that you like to keep your eye on. And Seattle is favored by six at home. Everything's projected out really well for those wide receivers for Seattle, Pierre. Yeah. And and I. I don't know. They always they they're going to get the ball to DK Metcalf at sixty eight hundred, but it feels like I want to go to the cheaper priced Jackson Smith and Jigba if you ask me at forty one. Yeah, he's he's right behind Deontay. So okay. right now points per dollar, uh, Deontay Johnson's first, Jackson Smith and Jigba's number two. Um, really solid last three weeks, sixteen, twelve, and twelve. Uh, he gets you twelve. He's he's right there at that three times the the value. Uh, you hope he can get in the end zone again. Um, yeah, you still got to worry about Lockett. You still got to worry about DK. Those guys are still going to get volume. Uh, they should be more in play against uh, the Washington defense. Um, but Gino, he's trying to figure it out. He's had some turnovers here lately. They'll be they'll be throwing the ball. Uh, I, I feel like 45 and a half, good total. They're favored by six. So yeah, I like I like this passing core for the Seahawks. And I, I lean Jackson Smith and Jigba just for the salary savings myself. Okay. Uh, the the quarterbacks, uh, Sam Howell and Geno Smith, uh, relatively speaking, Sam Howell mm-hmm. keeps getting the job done unless I play him. That's uh, just how it is. That's <laughs> how it's going to be. Yeah, I realize that. You know, and, you know, it's good about something like that is that you've been burned by those things before. And now you're like, OK, just twice. I'm not going to go to the well four times. I'm just going to the well twice. And if it happens twice, then I'm done with it. That's that's, that's for me. So Sam Howell at 5900. Is he somebody in play for you? He is. I don't. I don't like playing guys uh, against Seattle at Seattle, but I mean, he's got weapons. That's that's what you want with pass catchers. You want guys that can can one throw, but have folks on their team that can catch. And you look at McLaurin, Dotson. They might get Samuel back. Um, so he ha- he has guys he can throw it to. So even Crowder's been serviceable if Samuel continues to miss. So I don't. I don't mind how, but I, I tend to again try to avoid folks against Seattle at Seattle. What about Geno, 5,800, uh, with those wide receiver matchups? It seems like uh, one of my games yeah. are going to be built with a stack around him. He's not been great. He's not been great. I'll admit that. He hasn't, he hasn't been great, but I think he's going to be playable. Um, so right now for the quarterbacks, Burrow is great, not the best, and then Geno Smith's coming in second. So he's right there behind Burrow uh, when it comes to points per dollar. What What about Zach Charbonnet? Where Where is he lining up here on this one? No, thank you. Okay, no, no. All right, so neither running back. All right. I, I, Kenneth Walker, I, I still will play Kenneth Walker. Um, it's tough at 6,800, but, I mean, I won't say no running backs. If you're going to play one, it's going to be Kenneth Walker. But I'll probably just go with the, the passing attack for the Seahawks this week. 
All right, uh, Pierre, I'm going to turn the show over to you here to be ask you to build us a lineup. Uh, I, hopefully, I, I, I'm on a good thing. I didn't even look to see what I was projected at or what, what game I'm playing here. But I'm trying to think of which quarterback you do, and that is Pierre Wilson at PWE31 over on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. And you can follow me at Lofinit. We will put the not only the show on one of these Twitter handles, but we'll also put a link to the DFS Dreamer podcast uh, show contest on here as well, and mm-hmm. you can try to take my money. Pierre, I, I really like how you said Will Levis. I, I, I'm thinking you might go Will Levis to save a couple of dollars and try to spend up somewhere else. No, I'm not. I like I like Levis. I do like the Titans, but uh, I'm gonna do what I don't like to do. That's oh enough. no, no, Jared Goff on the road. Yeah, it was yeah, one of the Jared two. Jared Goff on the Jared, road. Yeah, but you, you got it. I, this might be the first time in three years, or however long we've been doing this, that you're going to put Jared Goff on the road in a lineup. Yeah, I, I know. Don't go back and fact check me on that, but it seems pretty strange. So when he he bombs, I'll just be like, I, I knew better. But uh, <laughs> Jimmy Goff, um, going to stack him up with Amon Ra, St. Brown. Uh, I'm going to get off with Porta, which probably is going to bite me in the, the backside, but I'm going to go with Reynolds as a double stack here. Save some salary. So Goff with Reynolds and Amara St. Brown. Again, if I want this to, to shoot out like I hope it is, I'm going to go with a charger. So give me Eckler at running back. Uh, give me Joe Mixon at the other running back oh, spot. Oh, boy, this is, part a of terrible, total. Pierre, this is a terrible line. What are you doing? You're going opposite the ear. I know it. Give me Dalton Schultz at the tight end spot. Uh, let me toss in Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, give me some salary savings there. Give me Arizona. Can I get – I'm definitely going to go opposite Pierre. Give me Trey McBride for a double tight end, <laughs> and that leaves me exactly enough to jam in the Cowboys defense. Jared Goff, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Josh Reynolds, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. I'm on Ross St. Brown, Dalton Schultz, Trey McBride, Cowboys D. Hey, wait, what's the matter? I, I did uh... – it was what was uh Tyson Hill not available to be put in there at quarterback so you could have a little triple tight end stack? Is that I think tight ends are, are having big days without it being tight end day anymore, so you just got to play them at this point. Good job, Pierre. Thank you so much for your time, and we appreciate everybody listening. Make sure you like, you subscribe on whatever listening platform you like to listen to the show on. Leave a little review if you can, that'll be wonderful. But more importantly than all those things, try to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. <laughs>